Praise the Lord. You are listening to a word from the Lord, a radio and internet ministry of the Refuge Temple Church of Burlington, North Carolina. Refuge Temple Church is located in the heart of Burlington, NC at 152 North Main Street. Our pastor is Bishop Reginald J. Davis. Refuge Temple Church is a spirit-filled, Bible-believing, multicultural ministry ordained by Jesus Christ to serve him, his kingdom, and the community from Main Street to the world. We welcome you to join us now for anointed music and the word of God. Come on, everybody, give God praise right now. Come on, come on, come on, everybody in the house. Give the Lord praise right now. Give the Lord praise right now. Join me today in the word, in the gospel of St. Matthew. And I apologize. I said we've been having tech issues, and I've sent PowerPoint to Tia three times. And for some reason, it's not getting through. But the word's going to get through today. So join me now in the book of the gospel of St. Matthew, chapter number 8. And I want to read beginning at verse number 5. St. Matthew chapter number 8. And I want to start reading at verse number 5. Thank you, Lord. St. Matthew chapter 8 and verse number 5. And when you have it, would you say amen? Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 8 and verse 5. And when Jesus was entering into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him, and saying, Lord, thy servant lieth, at, my servant rather, lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. Then Jesus heard it, and mar he marveled. When Jesus heard it, he marveled, and said unto them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and the west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus saith unto the centurion, go thy way. And as thou hast believed, so be it unto thee. And his servant was healed in the self-same hour. I want to use for a thought this morning, when God speaks. Hallelujah. You can be seated. When God speaks. When God speaks. Words matter. There is more power to our words than we realize. And a lot of us are either being blessed by our words or we're being cursed by our words. Be careful of idle talk. 
careful of random um, expressions. There is something that will happen in your life based upon what you say. And so it, it's better to think before you speak. It's better to engage your brain before you engage your tongue. It's better to consider the gravity of your words. And if that is the case, not only do words matter, but whoever speaks the word matters. You know, there are some people that talk to you and, and you know they lying because their lips are moving. Come on here, somebody. You, you, you don't need to even hear the whole context of what they said. You, you know that if so-and-so opens his mouth, it's more than likely going to be a lie. If he tells you it's sunny, you grab your umbrella because you know he lies. And you know that there's no real point in you believing what he says. And then there are people that will speak to you and you literally can take what they say to the bank. Their, their words are so true and so valuable and so um, effective that literally you know there is power in their words. And the recipient matters because how you receive what is said has everything to do with the impact that those words have. If you can receive it, if you can accept it, if you can embrace it. And, and some of us here, as I said, have been the victims of words. Years ago, somebody told us we couldn't do something. And we accepted that as reality. And years later, we are still crippled by the fact that somebody told us what we could not do. And then there are some of us here that when we thought little of ourselves and we, when we felt that we were insufficient, somebody said something to us that never left us, told us we were somebody, told us we could achieve, told us that we could accomplish anything that we set our minds to. So how you embrace words have an, has an impact on the outcomes of your life. I say that because in the process, the Lord dealt with me, and, and, and honestly, saints, I had a completely different direction I was going in, and the Lord said, tell the saints that when God speaks, something great is going to happen for them. Hallelujah. And, and, and in that process, there, there's a couple of pieces to this, because I need you to understand that miracles begin with words. Tell somebody, your miracle starts with words. Hallelujah. That, that there's so much power in the, the moving and the basis of just what is said. Because receiving a miracle starts with a petition. Anybody need something from the Lord today? Hallelujah. That means you have to learn how to petition God. You have to learn how to open your mouth and say to God what you want, what you need, what you're expecting to receive. The Bible says that in so many cases we have not because we never asked. You know, there's no point in getting jealous of somebody that's blessed and you've never asked for a blessing. There's no point in being angry because somebody else's life is taking on a different direction because sometimes it's not a function of them being better than you or smarter than you or more capable than you. They just learn how to ask. 
Hallelujah. They just learn how to lay before God and give the petition. And with the petition comes a pronouncement. Because it, most of us don't understand this, but prayer is a dialogue. Hallelujah. When I pray, I just don't talk and get off my knees and walk away. I wait until I hear from God. Hallelujah, because God is going to talk to me in the midst of that prayer, and usually there is an act of obedience that follows what God says. And some of us miss the blessing, not because God didn't pronounce the blessing, but when God spoke to us to do something, we ignored the instructions. We either got up too soon or we walked away too quickly or when God said it, Lord, I don't feel like doing that. And you know what? What you did was either delay or cancel your miracle. But I came to tell somebody God's about to speak to your heart and God's about to tell you to do something. And when God opens his mouth to you, don't sit there and ignore it, but act on what God says. Act on what God says, because in the pronouncement is the presentation of power. If you have a petition, your petition has to be connected with faith. I want to read this to you, and I want everybody listening to me carefully. St. Mark chapter 11 and verse 24. Therefore I say unto you that whatsoever things, whatsoever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. Say that again. Whatsoever things ye desire. Anybody want something from the Lord? When you pray, believe. That means I'm praying, and as I'm praying, I'm believing as I'm praying. And I'm not only believing as I'm praying, but I'm believing I'm receiving even as I'm praying. Oh, God, I need y'all to get this. I need the Lord to heal my body. So as I'm praying for healing, I'm receiving healing as I'm praying for healing. Hallelujah. That means as the prayer is going out of my mouth, the healing's coming into my body. Oh, God, as the prayer is going out of my mouth for resources, the money is coming into my account. I'm just praying like that. I'm just believing that God is able to do. When you pray, believe. Nudge somebody and say, believe, 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 believe. And I'm believing that even as I'm praying, I'm receiving. Now, why do I believe that, Pastor? Because God has power. This scripture always moves me. Now, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we ask or even think. There is no power limitation with the God that you serve. I'm going to say it one more time. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Ooh, God. Look at somebody tell them, God can do this. Okay, y'all didn't say that with no conviction. Look at him again and say, God can do this. Now unto him that is able. To do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. When you take the limit off God, you will see You will see God do things in your life. One day I was, we were on Markham Street, and the Lord had been blessing and the Lord had been doing things, and we, we hit this low where it doesn't, you know, it was okay, but it just wasn't moving 
like it was moving before. And I was in prayer, and I said, Lord, why does it seem like things have slowed down? And the Lord said this to me. He said, because you stopped talking. As long as you kept saying what I could do, I kept doing. And I kept blessing. But you stopped speaking what you knew I could do. And I said, really? And, and, and so I started talking again. And, and I came to tell somebody, if it seems like God's not moving in your life, have you stopped talking? How many of us, or, or rather, have you started talking about the situation instead of talking about the God that you serve? See, instead of telling God about your situation, tell your situation about your God. Whew, some of y'all didn't catch that. Instead of telling, oh God, God about your situation, tell your sickness, tell your condition, tell your poverty about your God. Tell your sickness, the God that I serve is a healer. Tell your poverty, the God that I serve is a provider. Tell your weariness that the God I serve is my strength. Tell your situation about your God. Start speaking it because our God has the power. Now, if you read the text that I read in Matthew, the text is about Jesus. But the subject says when God speaks. Now, Bishop, why would you read about Jesus and then make your text about God? Newsflash. Jesus Christ is God. And maybe that doesn't matter to people because people keep trying to diminuate who Jesus is. But when you know who Jesus is, you create an access to greater power. John chapter 1 verse 1 says, in the beginning was what? The Word. And the Word was with God. And the word was God. Then that same chapter says, all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. I need to tell you because you need to understand that Jesus Christ is not an afterthought of God. He was one with God from the very beginning. From everlasting to the everlasting, thou art God. Isaiah called him the everlasting father. That means he was one with the Father from the beginning. Now, why is that so important? Because you need to know who you're calling when you call Jesus. You're not just calling the baby in the manger. And you're not just calling the man who walked in Galilee. And you're not just calling the one that died on the cross. When you call Jesus, Paul said, in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Meaning, in Jesus Christ is Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Alpha, Omega, beginning and end, first and last. Jehovah, Jireh, Jehovah, Shalom, Jehovah, Tiskanu, Elohim, Adonai. All of that is wrapped up in that name, Jesus, and it makes a difference. So when I call the name Jesus. <laughs> he said he has given him a name that's above every name. Let me tell you why 
Islam doesn't work. Because I can say Allah all day long and feel nothing. Let me tell you why Buddhism doesn't work. Because I can get that little fat man in that statue and call Buddha all day long and nothing will happen. But I can be sitting alone, not in the church, not among the saints, and just whisper that name, Jesus. <laughs> Woo, God. And heaven comes to attention. Somebody know what I'm talking about. You've been completely alone. Nobody around you. No organ to back you up. No Nikita to sing for you. But if I open my mouth and say, Jesus. I can put my hand on the pain. I can put my hand on the hurt. I can put my hand on the condition and just open my mouth and say, Jesus. I wish somebody had enough faith to lift your hand right now and just say, Jesus. I wish you had enough faith to point to a neighbor or a friend and just say, Jesus. Oh God, you just released a miracle. I wish you would just point to somebody else and just say, Jesus, I don't have to know what you need. I don't have to know what you desire. But when I call that name, heaven comes to attention. Hell comes to attention. For God has highly exalted him and given him a name that's above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Somebody that knows he's able, lift your hand right now and just shout Jesus. Oh, shut up. Sit down, sit down. I'm not done. I need four minutes and I can wrap this thing up in about four minutes. Hey, Shatama Sete. Woo! I feel a release in here. I feel a release in here. Because Shatama, when you call his name, you release the miracle worker. You release the deliverer. You release the healer. You release the provider. Oh, Shatama, somebody, I'm talking to you. You got hell raging in your house. When you get home today, just walk through your house and just say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. When you get to work tomorrow, just go to work saying, Jesus, 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 Jesus. of this text and then I need to get us out of here. The text whoo shatama the central character of this text is a Roman centurion. He's a soldier that is over other soldiers. Probably leading at least a hundred different men maybe more than a hundred. But he was a Roman. That means he was a pagan. That means we would have called him a heathen. He was not a, a proselyte or a disciple. He was a Roman soldier. 
Now, why is that important? Because it tells me that sinners can approach Jesus. Now, these real deep saints want you to believe that you got to have a perfect life before you call on Jesus. But if that was the case, none of us would be saved. Because it was in my sin that I called on Jesus. Oh God, he shot on my sin. Oh God, he brought me out of a horrible pit. Placed my feet upon a rock and established my going. I was in the pit when I cried unto the Lord. And he heard my cry. So here's this heathen, sinning, Roman soldier comes to Jesus on behalf of somebody else. Oh, God. Now, why can a sinner pray for somebody and the saints won't? This sinner has a sick servant that apparently he valued, he loved, he cared for. And so he approaches Jesus and says, my servant is grievously sick with a palsy. He's very sick, and I need him well. Jesus decides I'm coming to your house. He says, let's go to the house, and I'll heal him. Now, this is Jesus telling the sinner, follow me that I'm coming to your house to work out this situation. I need everybody in here that perhaps knows you're not in the best place spiritually to know that Jesus is willing to come to your house. Okay, somebody missed that. Somebody missed that. I hadn't prayed like I should. I hadn't fasted like I should. But there's a God named Jesus. That'll come to your house. Come on, somebody. You know, in this COVID before, they'll even come to work on your cable or work on your power or do something. They ask you those questions. Anybody had COVID? Anybody been sick? You got to be in another room while the technician is working in your, in your house. You got to be in another room because of the danger of COVID. But here is Jesus that says, if there's a problem in your house, I will come to your house. But the centurion declines the invitation and says, Lord, I'm not worthy that you come under my roof. I've done some bad things. I've done some evil things. And it's just not right that you come to my house. But I have another solution. Speak the word. Somebody lift your hand and say, Lord, speak the word. Oh, God, you don't have to come to my house, Jesus. But if you speak the word, my servant will be healed. And he said, because I understand something, and I don't know where he got his theology from, but he, uh, he drew it from his own experience. He said, you know what? He said, I've got, I'm a man with authority, and I live under authority. And I've got somebody over me, 
and there's somebody, hallelujah, oh God, under me. And I understand authority. That when I give an order to a subordinate, that subordinate has to obey the order. He may not like it. He may not want to do it. But because I'm in authority, when I give the order, oh God, the sergeants jump. When I give the order, the infantry jumps. When I give the order, the corporals jump. Oh, hallelujah. And he saw something about Jesus. That he saw the authority that was in Jesus. And I need to tell you, we don't just serve a God with power. We serve a God with authority. That means he's got control over stuff. When he speaks to the wind, the winds obey him. When he speaks to the water, the water obeys him. When he speaks to the clouds, the clouds obey him. When he speaks to your cancer, your cancer obeys him. When he speaks to your heart condition, your heart condition obeys him. He's about to talk to your unsaved friends, and they're going to obey him. He's about to talk to your unsaved children, and they're going to obey him. He's about to speak to your unsaved relatives. They're going to say, I got to get right. You're going to say, why? Because the Lord came to see me and spoke to me. That's why I'm not worried about the people in my life that are not saved. I'm saying, Lord, speak. They got to listen. Lord, speak. They got to hear. I don't care what they're doing. I don't care where they are. Somebody loves somebody that's in jail right now. But God's going to the prison to talk to 891-732 and say it's time for you to get right with God and do it now. Clap your hands. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. He spoke and his faith that moves Jesus. Can I tell you this? It's faith that moves Jesus. He's not moved by our jumping. He's not moved by our dancing. But when there's faith in the dance, oh my God, when there's faith in the shout, when there's faith in the lifted hand, when there's faith in the voice that others praise, God gets in the middle. And the Lord gave me a warning to give to the church. Don't be a church of infidels. Don't be a church of faithless people. Don't be a church that calls him a liar. Don't be a church that denies his word. If God said it, if God said it, if God said it, I've got to believe it. If God said it, I've got to trust him. If God said it, I've got to do it. Because faith is the language of Jesus. And Jesus speaks. Oh my God. He says your servant is healed. By the time he got home, his servant was up saying, can I get you something? Around about an hour ago, I felt something in my body. I felt virtue pass in my spirit because somebody spoke. Somebody spoke. And I came to remind you that Jesus is the 
expression of God. The Bible says that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. So when God speaks, there's got to be a miracle. When God speaks, there's got to be a breakthrough. When God speaks, there's got to be healing. When God speaks, somebody gonna get saved. When God speaks, a yoke's gotta break. When God speaks, chains gotta drop off. When God speaks, speak low, speak low, speak low, speak low, speak low. Somebody throw your hands up and say, speak low. Come on, Stan, I gotta quit. Come on, Stan, I gotta quit. Come on. I'm done. When God speaks. Oh, God. Look at a neighbor and say, I've got a miracle coming. Because God started talking. Woo, Shatama. God started talking. You know what the Lord told me to tell you? You have talked enough. In fact, you done talked it to death. Why don't you just be quiet and let me talk? Who shut up? Why don't you just close your mouth and let me talk? Why don't you stop having worry and anxiety and just be quiet and let me speak? Oh, God. I told you I had something else to preach today. And the Lord spoke to me and said, Tell the saints I'm about to open my mouth. <laughs> Tell the saints I'm about to open my mouth. And I'm going to speak directly to their condition, directly to their need, directly to their sickness, directly to their affliction, directly to their pain. I'm gonna speak. When God speaks, when God speaks, when God speaks. It took me a while to figure this out. I'm gonna make an altar call. Y'all come on, missionaries, preachers get in place. Talking about Satan Took me a while to get this. You gotta spend some time with somebody who knows how to pray. Robert, Richard, Sister Sessions, Mother Davis, Sister Pam, y'all know what I'm about to say. Geneva, you know what I'm about to say. You can be in prayer about a situation and something changes in the atmosphere. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You in prayer. You still broke. You're still sick. But something on the inside shifts in your spirit. 
home folk call it the unction. We sang a song in the old church. I got a feeling that everything is going to be all right. You know what happened in that prayer? God started talking. God started talking. God started talking. And God is speaking right now. And if you believe what he says, I wouldn't just stand there. I would start giving him the glory. If you know he's talking, if you know he's speaking, if you know he's ministering, if you know he's moving, say it, Lord. Say it, Lord. Say it, Lord. Oh, Satan of Amosir. Oh, God. Oh, God. somebody that needs something from the Lord but you believe that he's able don't even get in this line if you don't have any faith but you don't have to have a lot of faith Jesus said if you had the faith the size of a mustard seed so if you say Bishop I've been beat up so bad all I got is a little bit of faith but I need a miracle Get in that line right now. Step in this aisle, right to, to my left, your right. Step in the aisle, step in the aisle. Don't wait, don't delay, don't delay, don't delay, don't delay, don't delay, don't delay, don't delay. Just get in the line, get in the line. Stay as distant as you can, get in the line, get in the line. Because something's going to happen when that minister lays hands on you. Something's going to happen. There's going to be a release. There's going to be a release. There's going to be a release. It's going to be a release. It's going to be a release. Everybody with faith, throw your hands up and shout hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. We're ready to pray. We're ready to pray. Come on, sing praise team. We're ready to pray.
you were blessed by this broadcast today. If you desire prayer or want more information about our church, please call us at 336-570-3664. Again, that's 336-570-3664. You can also go to our website for more information about our ministry at www.refugetemplenc.com. Again, that's www.refugetemplenc.com. Pastor Reginald and Lady Charity Davis and the Refuge Temple family would like to invite you to worship with us whenever you are in the Burlington area. If this ministry has blessed you, please write to us at P.O. Box 3552 Burlington, N.C. 27215. That's P.O. Box 3552 Burlington, N.C. 27215. Or email us info at refugetemplenc.com. That's info at refugetemplenc.com. God bless you, and until next time, shalom, shalom.